0: No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Something different, very exciting on this edition of the Legends Series. Our first father-son combination. Joining us, the Hoffmans. (laughs) Jay played 111 games for the Canberra Raiders between 1982 and 1987. Ryan, more recently, played 329 games for the Melbourne Storm and the Warriors between 2003 and 2017. Football families, Ryan, we've seen so many. Surely, it's got to be more than just coincidence.
1: <laughs> I think um, rugby league for me was my first, was one of my earliest memories. I sort of grew up with it. I was <laughs> born into it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't pushed into it in any way, shape, or form. I just wanted to, wanted to do, you know, what 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 Dad did. And some earliest memories are waiting out the back of Seaford Oval, and running around on the field, waiting, kicking a two litre bottle of coke. It's yeah. just—it's a really faint memory. I've got another, another faint memory of um, going to training with um, Maddy Giddo, Ronnie, Ronnie Giddo's young bloke, yeah. and there was a old trainer at the roads that used to give me one of those little little cans of soft drink that you get on airplanes. I used to get one of those after training whenever whenever <laughs> I went in with Dad. So you know, when when those are your earliest memories, they um, they, they ser- certainly stick with you.
0: Jay, is, do the sons see what it takes and the commitment that it takes? Is that why we're seeing? You know, second, third, I think even Maxie King is a fourth-generation footballer.
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, kids like to do, especially boys like to do what their dads do if they're playing sport. And, you know, Ryan was always had a ball yeah. as a child. Um, you know, we didn't push him in any direction whatsoever. It was just a, a choice he made when um, when he got to that, that stage. Um, and, yeah, we're... We've been lucky that, yeah, you know, we've had his career to follow as well. It's been a big part of our life. You're
0: still a footy fan?
2: Yeah, I am. I I can't help myself. I uh, <laughs> I got to watch, and you, there's so much access to yeah the games these days. It's uh, it's a whole lot of fun. So, um, yeah, you know, I I like to uh, to watch football. I like to talk about football.
0: Um, you come to the right place the here, mate. Yeah. Now, Want to get this one out of the way early, but am I sitting at a table with one Queenslander and one New South Welshman, or two New South Welshmen? <laughs> no,
2: no, no. We, we sorted this out a while ago, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, when Ryan's playing for New South Wales, we support him, but yeah. every other time we're
0: on, we're Queenslanders. Jay, I ask because you shot to prominence in the late 1970s, representing Queensland firsts as hooker in the third interstate match of the year. What do you recall of Leichhardt Oval that night?
2: Uh, it was, uh, I, I, re- I remember I'd never been to the ground before, so we were driving in and you're going through these narrow little suburban streets yeah. and you, you end up at this big opening and um, I, I suppose it was a, it was a small ground. Mm. It's actually interesting when you look at the crowds that year, they started off at about 24,000. By the time they got to our game, the third game of the series, I think it was 4,500 oh. people there. But it's, um, yeah, I, I, I was excited about it. I I was playing football with a lot of guys I'd, I'd spent a lot of time with that year because uh, I was part of the Queensland country. Yep. Um, and we did a bit of a tour around, so Yeah, playing with guys like Greg Platts and Alan Smith, and yeah, those things would, I I
0: think, made us feel comfortable.
1: Uh,
0: Colin Scott, Brad Backer, Choppy Close, Normie Carr, all guys in the team. And also a fella on the reserve bench that night, a young kid called Wally Lewis. Yeah,
2: yeah. Wally was, uh, and he's a champion bloke, by the way. He he really is. And uh, yeah, he, he sort of debuted. Um, in that game as well, so was yeah. he always
0: going to be something special?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so because yeah. I played against him in club football, he played for um valleys, I was playing for brothers, so you knew his talent and his mm. skills that he had, and yeah, he, he always seemed to be that player who was sort of one step ahead of everybody else.
0: What did a rep team's preparation look like back then? Was it Two days of drinking beer, stay at the pub, <laughs> one training run and play. Yeah,
2: I, maybe maybe not like that in that in that game. We were um, we were being housed near the, work, the it? footy field. <laughs> yeah, I had to yeah. had to work as well. But um, I remember Arthur Beechin, um was involved in in the the, uh, the team, so that was that was handy as mm. well because he had plenty of experience and um,
0: yeah, it was good. What did your rep- preparations look like? Beer, but much, much different. Uh, yeah. Gee, the game's changed.
1: Yeah, look, it, it has. I mean, it's a professionalism, I, I, I suppose, that, that came yeah. into it and sort of changed everything. And, uh, look, we. I, I think that when I got into Origin 2007, those real old-school sort of bonding nights had have, have sort of gone out the window. We, we sort of got... Got a chance to get together and, yep. and and enjoy each other's company the first night, but then it was you know business as usual because Origin had become such a massive beast by then, and um, you know play, players knew what it was uh, what it was all about. I was luckily in uh, around my Origin debut, I blokes like uh, Andrew Ryan and um, Craig Fitzgibbon. Yep. Yeah, like I, I think I, I room with Steve Simpson and that, that, those guys were professional. They, they were established first graders. They knew what rep football was about and uh, they uh, they certainly showed me that you know, you have a good time and um, when it, when it comes to footy time, that's when you, you switch on and do everything right because, yeah, origin is such a big thing. The professionalism
0: yeah. of the game, the game's a business, to be honest. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it worse. It's just different when you compare the two eras. What's been the biggest change in rugby league? You reckon, Jay? Since I guess, we will call eighty-two.
2: Yeah, well, it's um, yeah, the, the the I played in as a junior, as a kid, under the four tackle rule. The, yeah. Then went on, you know, it changed. Well, it was unlimited tackle. Then the four tackle rule. And were you a kid as that yeah, was all happening? Yeah. So I was, you know, sort of eight years old playing wow. unlimited football, um, tackle football. And then, yeah, you know, they changed to four tackles, which was terrible. Yeah. And then to, to six. And uh, so that, those changes have always been part of the, the game.
0: You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the Legends series. We have corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. For further information on how you can become part of the team, go to the website andyraymondunfiltered.com.au and hit the sponsorship tab.
2: Yeah, I think I think the game uh um, yeah, they're trying to keep the speed of the game up where you know, they don't allow for t- t- fatigue. Yep. And I I just worry that that's changing the game somewhat.
0: Right, even you look back to the start of your career in 2003. Mm. The, the fabric of the game the game the way the way the game is played it has just changed dramatically
1: yeah it's it's massively different look like, but look uh, we we didn't have the drastic changes of saying going from unlimited tackles to four to six but yep. going from twelve minute changes to eight was was certainly a very big change and I don't necessarily think making the game faster has made the game better yeah because um you know, it was it was like the, there's different eras areas of toughness. Yes, and I, I, th- I think at the start you, you did have the players that could play at a high speed mm-hmm. and get replaced and then come come back again. There, there's still a uh, there's still a, a factor of attrition and, and that there. But you know this, this obsession with speeding the game up, I don't think, has generated better football.
2: It was it, actually interesting when I first came up to Brothers in Brisbane. Um, I'm not sure whether it was the first year or the second year. I think it was the first year I was up there, which would have been 1980. Um, they we had a, a preseason where they had unlimited tackle. Really? Yeah, we played the preseason in the Brisbane comp with unlimited tackles. What was the reasoning
0: behind that? Oh, I
2: think there'd been a lot of pressure about people sort of trying to work out four tackles, six tackles and people saying it was better in the old days. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't even close to being better. I remember that was the time uh, Arthur Beechin had come come back um, up to play for Redcliffe. Yep. And, um, yeah, having him lumbering at you time after time wasn't, wasn't much fun, I can tell you.
0: The Canberra Raiders of 1982, first year in what was then known as the, the New South Wales Rugby League, they joined the competition with the Illawarra Steelers. Take us back to Seaford Oval, mate. What was footy like back then? What were the Raiders like
2: back yeah. then? It, it, it was a really good time and, and a most enjoyable time out of football that I had. There was a whole lot of people had assembled in um, in Canberra uh, in January for pre season training. Guys had driven down from North Queensland to trial and it was a you know, the atmosphere was good. It was all about football. Everybody was excited about it. You know, I think Canberra was excited about it. And um you know, some of us were a bit apprehensive about what was yeah. going to happen and who we we're gonna get. But um yeah, we ended up uh, I think that year we we won four games. Mm. So but we the it was a really tight knit uh, very quickly, you know, because so many people had come in from far, far and wide, mainly from Queensland, and that was the sort of Canberra and Queensland have always had that yeah. affinity. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it, it was it was good. We we're all in the same boat. Whether you played first grade or you mm. played park football, it didn't matter.
0: So, Something you're proud of now, as you you look back, that yeah. you're one of the original crew.
2: Yeah, I I, I take great pride in the way that club's developed and um, persevered over the years. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, you yeah they had pretty strong roots at the start. It was always a, you know, Queenmium was a strong rugby league area. You know, they had a magnificent leagues club and we spent a bit of time in there too. And um, <laughs> After the winds. <winter. laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was a bit dry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 it was a great place to be around.
0: Yeah. Something you're proud of,
1: Dad? Oh, with? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I love whenever we go to play the Raiders, and they've got to all the, yeah, uh, you know, the list of all the players yeah. that play for Cameron. And I see, you know, Dad's number six. You know, he's, he's like the Raiders have had over, yeah, you know, over 200 players yeah. play the game, and to, you know, Dad is number six. And you know, I was a Raiders supporter all through, all through mm. my whole life. Dad took me to the 89 Grand Final. I was five years old. No. I got I got got to be there for wow, the 89 no. Grand Final. Like it's it unbelievable. No. Fell asleep, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I fell asleep and then Chicka scored and I ended up three (laughs) rows down. But, um, yeah, so there was that. I went to the 94 Grand Final, so I got to see that one. But uh, I've always had the love for the – I find myself singing the Raiders song once the Raiders run out whenever we play uh, in Canberra. But, uh, you know, certainly when I walk in the stadium, I always love going past and seeing all the names of all the Raiders players and seeing, seeing Dad's name up there.
0: Quick quiz, Jay. We'll see how the memory is. Canberra's first game was against? First game
1: was against
0: South
2: Sydney at night at Redfern.
0: Who scored Canberra's first points? Ah, You got me. Peter McGrath it was with a goal. Yeah. Do you remember the first try scorer? Um...
2: No, <laughs> was it wasn't you, wasn't it? No, it <laughs> no, wasn't. certainly wasn't me. <laughs> certainly wasn't. I didn't score many tries, I do. Um,
0: it was Jerry De La Cruz, the little halfback. Yeah, yeah, he was
2: a champion little
0: bloke. He yeah. Absolutely, he was. Yeah. I would imagine you would remember the first win. Yeah, we do.
2: Um, it was against Illawarra. No, it was against Newtown. Yeah. We won 12 uh, 11. Kicked go. the goal at the end just to get us over the line, and yeah, the the whole place went off. It was yeah, it was unbelievable. You couldn't get into the leagues club; people were just falling out the doors. It was
0: one of my early memories of of rugby league, and, and keep in mind we only got to see one game a weekend on TV back then. But was David Grant Big Nana yeah. from the from the back fence just? Not caring about his body or anyone else's. What a special talent!
2: Yeah, he was unbelievable, Nana. And you know, um, I think Don made a call and made him captain. Mm. And yeah, that because I don't think Nana had ever been captain of anything. Yeah. And um, when he was when he was announced to, to be the captain, he he sort of lifted a step in his football. He's a great footballer. Mm. Unfortunately, he died too young. Yeah. Um, but a champion, champion bloke. And as you say, he, he used to get off the back fence and run hard. Something and, it, and it
0: was a big unit, too, wasn't it? He
2: was. He, he was huge.
0: This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them.
1: Um. It's funny, my grandma, or dad's mum always tells a story, David Graham was one of her favourites because he never left a scrum without dad. (laughs) So he he never left Uh, where the scrum was until he made sure dad was out. And uh, so he was. He was always a, a favourite in the Hoffman household, especially uh, with, with with Grandma. Yeah, yeah. No, he
2: was. He, uh, he was a champion. Yeah.
1: So
0: Nana wouldn't leave a scrum until he knew his hooker was okay. Now, anyone under forty years of age listening to this is going to be thinking, "What the hell are these blokes talking about?" Yeah. Well, a hooker. It was very, very different back in the 80s, wasn't it? It certainly was. Can you yep. zoom in on his ears?
1: That'll give you the best indication of what a hookah all was like in the 80s. I did yeah. actually see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you,
0: you used to have to get him aspirated on Mondays. Uh, it, the position, it doesn't even resemble what it was now, does it? No,
2: nah, it doesn't. And look, i, I I think the game's better for it mm. um, because, yeah, there was always arguments and, you know, whether it was in straight or it wasn't in straight, everybody cheated. Yeah. You know, no hooker went in with both arms over the props. Um, yeah. It, it, everybody was working out how to out-cheat the, the yeah. other people. So, yeah, I think for a, from the game's development point of view it was fun but, being on the bottom of the scrum without having a front rower to pull you out could get a bit dangerous sometimes because people had, weren't that careful about where they put their feet and so forth. So It was the
1: it was worst hook to play against.
2: Oh, I don't know. I, I, I've got bad memories of um, of George I, I, think they, they used to get a bit grubby at the yeah. you know, Canterbury. Oh, Dr George. With Dr George, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it, uh, it It was always a bit rough. There was a couple of other. Playing Mac, Max Krillich, he was a bit, bit tough and Manly were always tough. Yeah. St George, Rod Reddy, you oh. know, from the second row he'd come through, he'd grab you by your jersey, you wouldn't, you know, all those things. And that's why it was good when they got rid of scrums to yeah. be honest.
0: <laughs> What was your go-to? It was, it, uh, was it the headbutt? Was it the uppercut? Was it grab the jersey, the it was, loose? It was, it was to close the curtains
1: with the two front rollers, wasn't it? Just a setback. Exactly Jack that. Hardy and Nana, where
2: you go? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you ever get in the stink? Oh, a bit of pushing and shoving and stuff like that, but I was always behind big blokes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Nana the way was to good. Fight. Well, Nana was good yeah. like that. Like, he always pulled you out. Yeah, Jack Hardy was good, yeah. Johnny McLeod. But that. In those days, everybody knew, you know, the bloke who had both his arms hanging up was exposed.
0: He was the target. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That uh, that Rod Reddy used to be from St George. Well, just you'd never never have time. You'd have a hand in your face, in your eyes, in your mouth, pulling your cheek. Yeah. Anyway, that's the way it was played in those days.
0: I interviewed Ray Price recently and he said exactly the same thing about Rocket Ready. There was a semi-final at the SCG, uh, Parramatta and George, so I'm assuming very early 80s. He said, I think we both still have nightmares about it. Uh-huh. Every scrum, every tackle, there was something, yeah. whether it was just a, a, a clip over the ear, an elbow, a forearm. He said, it's amazing uh-huh. what you can get away with or what you could
1: I think I told you a story about the the Terry Regan story that Dad used to tell me. Yeah, a great story about Terry Regan
2: when he, yeah. Yeah, we were, um, I forget who we were playing, but anyway, Terry's gone into a tackle sort of just over halfway and this players come out absolutely screaming out of the tackle and, yeah, the refs sort of stopped the game and he's lifted his jersey and there's this bite mark (laughs) <laughs> and I turned around and, yeah, I'd something I'd never observed or was sort of never taken to, and um, I, said to, I said to Riggs, I said, T- did you buy him? He said, bloody oath I did. <laughs> I exchanged bloody for another word, but yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, bloody oath I did. And I, and I, yeah, I'll do it again if I have to. And I Jesus Christ. Yeah, if my mum knew the people I was playing football with, <laughs> you wouldn't she, have she, she used to always say tackle that gentleman. So yeah. there, oh, there, there wasn't many in rugby league, I don't think, in those days.
0: The early years at Canberra, a bit of a, a struggle at times, but the club started to recruit some big names. They were young blokes with bright futures. Who stood out?
2: Yeah, it was interesting. I was I was doing a thing today. I was telling Ryan that there were, um, you know, Canberra started making those uh, recruitment decisions in 1986. Yeah. Where, you know, that's the year they got Belcher, Coin, Ferguson, Meninga, Steve Walters.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, just fabulous players, every one of them. So yeah that that was the turning point i think that mm. you know especially mal cuz he was such a respected footballer f- from queensland
0: he'd already been on the 82 kangaroo too yeah. yeah so yeah. he was established
2: yeah and and he was known as a mm. yeah you know, as a really good footballer so yeah you know, i i think that gave people momentum to sort of say something's happening here mm. and then you know in 87 you know, they got um, Peter Jackson, Brent Todd, who was a mm. Kiwi front rower, Kevin Walters, Laurie Daly, and Glenn Lazarus. So, that, you know, in, in a couple of years, they put together 10 players who, you know, went on to pay 1,300 odd games for them. So
0: Not too dissimilar to what would happen to you some 20 mm. yeah. odd years later, an elite group of youngsters coming through where it just clicked. Amazing
2: yeah I, yeah, I think you're right They, you know, they, were, they were players who um, Similar to Melbourne They're mm. isolated down in Canberra They're not in the hubbub of Sydney yeah. In the way it was know, um, yeah, that's obviously before the, the Broncos And whatever started mm. So, yeah, I, I think that was the turning point For the Raiders Was that recruitment of, of um, Yeah, Gary Belcher And certainly Mal Meninga and Steve Walters. But
1: well, then you went not go. What's Laurie? So you helped improve Laurie too, didn't you?
2: Laurie was just—he was uh, one out of the box. Yeah. Uh, they come along. Uh, he was always going to be a champion.
0: Yeah. You know, he just—he was playing kid. first grade at junior at some silly age yeah. and avoiding the high shots and making fools of them. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't catch him. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly WODGE drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs too. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon, legends.